So you already heard her as Horse Girl Cat, even as Ghost Girl Cat, but for today our original idea was to have her as Skepta Girl Cat. Because Cat recently had a mediumship experience that ended up being just a big pile of shit. Kinda like this episode because <laughs> it does not take us long, maybe 10 minutes, to deviate into shit and to talk about meteors and rocks which end up being a whole discussion about fossilized poop and how various types of animals poop and even how our ancestors used to poop. This episode is totally offbeat and wacky, we just... <laughs> We just went into tangents and did not give a shit about anything. So for today, we're calling her a scat girl cat because she just blabbers on and on and on and mostly we're blabbering about shit itself. But wait, wait, hold on. Because by the end, for some reason, due to this very appetizing topic, I asked Kat about her work as a baker and to share a story about a mutant strain of dough. A glob of dough that has been fermenting for over a decade and bubbling and farting all over the place. Okay, yeah, we're immature. What do you expect from us? We grew up in the late 90s, early 2000s. We grew up watching such disgusting, depraved shit like the magic school bus. We didn't go into that. So so I guess just enjoy this, <laughs> whatever the fuck this episode is. shorter episode <laughs> i really just have like that uh one mediumship experience that was just a uh -huh. bunch of i don't know i don't want to call it garbage except for the tea leaf reading that was a little garbagey but it was it was an interesting day well uh this is i think your third appearance on my show it is and it's always yeah. different subjects well okay no this one and the last one is a little bit similar but not as are, are we gonna be talking about horses again <laughs> we always end up talking about horses at some point uh. <laughs> We didn't think we were going to last time, and then we end up actually talking about horses. I'm Ghost actually horses. recording now. Yeah. <laughs> I can see the little timer thing go off. Oh, so yeah. uh, for the listeners, uh, you may know her as Ghost Girl Cat or, or Horse Girl Cat. Or what are Horse we going to talk? Call, I'll call you today like Skeptic Horse Girl Cat. Ghost. Yeah, I like Skeptic Girl because yeah. the, the whole, you know, the whole experience, the mediumship experience was uh, me being super skeptical. And I think I scared the one lady a little bit, but that's OK. That's what I like Wow. To do. You intimidated a professional bullshitter. I think I did. I was really proud of that, actually. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we talked about this in the last episode that you had a scheduled appointment with a medium <laughs> and said okay we're gonna record a small little episode when that's over uh, yeah and that I was like what two <laughs> months ago <laughs> It was, uh, gosh, yeah, we did, I think, a month and a half ago. Okay. So, so. can can we uh, hear your experience with the yeah. medium? <laughs> like, okay, so my friend message, messages me. She's like, do you want to do, like, a mediumship thing? And I was like, sure, I guess. Like, how much is it? And she said it was going to be, like, something like 40 bucks. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever, we'll see. I had absolutely no clue what we were getting ourselves into. I thought we were going to, like, all sit at a round table and talk to, like, our ancestors. It didn't end up being like that, and I'm a little disappointed. So, Matt, my friend... She's making us all some fancy pants coffees. And then they come in and we're like, ooh, they're here. And it was one guy and his wife. And this guy looked like he was like, both of them looked like they were straight out of like some 
super cheesy horror movie. So I was like, this is going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. And they get all set up. And it turns out his wife was doing tea leaf reading, which I was really, I was not super happy about because I absolutely hate tea. I was like, I'll do it. Take one for the team. And she did tarot reading, which I've done tarot reading before. It's fine. It's interesting. And then the guy, spooky ghost guy, he ended up just doing handwriting analysis and face analysis. And you told me that he used to be some kind of detective or something. That's what he's claiming. Uh-huh. Now, I yeah, exactly. So he was like, oh, yeah, I worked for like the Scotland Yard and RCMP. And I'm like, oh, OK, cool. Interesting. Whatever. I'll take it at face value. And then eventually like shows me his bag and he worked for like some nuclear company or whatever. But it was just like nuclear convention. And I'm like, I don't I don't know uh-huh. what that has to do with anything. But sure. At that point, I was like, hmm. Also, I, I want to point out, like, if he's saying that he worked for Scotland Yard and RCMP, yeah. like yeah. maybe he was a janitor or something. Maybe, possibly. And you're just like, I do this handwriting analysis and face. Oh, yeah. RCMP's asked me for it. So, of course, Skeptic Girl Cat is just kind of like, ah, okay, that's interesting. You know, putting on the show. I don't care. You're not showing me credentials, so I'm not going to totally believe you. But cool if true. So one person passes up first and then there's another girl sitting beside me and he points to me. He's like, you, you come. And then he asked you to write five sentences on a piece of paper. And already I'm freaking out because I'm like, I don't know what to write about. So, of course, I just write about my horse because that's the only thing I love in life. <laughs> and okay, already- I, I, want, I want to ask. Uh, so <laughs> there are multiple people there with you. It's not a private thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It ended up uh, being how many were we? We were four people in total. Huh. Yeah. So it's what- like it's like those stage hypnotism acts. Kind of. Yeah. Like I kind of expected we were going to be three people because it's going to be me and my friend. Then we have a mutual friend. But then her sister ended up coming too. So it was a big group group thing. But okay. um, like they did all these things individually, but like we were around to watch the other person. So I was kind of, I'm happy I went second because I could also like kind of see like what he was doing and be prepared. So hands me the piece of paper, write five sentences and I start writing away. And right away, I've uh, I've blown his mind because I decided to turn the paper landscape. And uh, apparently that was a big deal because he stops me. He's like, why are you writing landscape on the paper? I've never seen that before. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just writing sentences. So already I've huh. thrown him off. I've intimidated him and it's funny to me. And then I go to switch the paper on. He's like, no, 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 don't do that. So I write my five sentences about horses and he stops me at like the fourth sentence. And thank goodness, because I was already getting bored. So you, you don't have much to say about your horse. Like I do, but like five sentences of like, I love my horse. My horse is a wonderful steed. Anyways, I should really stop talking about horses every time I'm on, I'm on your podcast. <laughs> that, that would start uh, reading like some bad fan fiction. <laughs> Anyways, just five bullshit sentences. And then he just, I don't know, he just analyzes your handwriting, like the style of your handwriting. And he gives you a bunch of like characteristics about yourself that ended up being like, you know, as you might think, very generic, like, ooh, your Fs are like this. This means that you're stylish. Wow. And he's like, you pointed at my cool socks because he was wearing some fun socks. I forget what sock. I think he had eggs on his socks. I really like funky <laughs> socks. So he's like, look, you pointed out my socks. You are a stylish person. I was like, uh-huh. Very yeah, stylish. Yeah, can't you see what I'm wearing on myself? <laughs> And a bunch, I wish I would have kept the the paper that he gave me, but I'm stupid. I was moving out and I threw it out by accident, but it was just a bunch of like, you really in general, I am a creative person, which everybody has told me my entire life. And, you know, I, I find I'm not that creative, but people do tell me I am. And then he did the face analysis which was kind of silly. He did he did it for everybody, obviously. I'm trying to think, what's the name of that? And how, how does that go? He just... Uh, physiognomy. That's what it's called. So physiognomy is the... That, that, that's also kind of racist. Yes, that, I was going to get into that because uh, it, it's similar to, uh, what's the other one? Uh, phrenology, which turns yes. out to be a bunch of bullshit and it's super racially based, which brings me to my first point. He looked at my brow and said that I had a very, um, oh gosh, like a caveman brow. Uh-huh, Neanderthal. <laughs> 
Neanderthal, thank you. <laughs> I forgot that word. <laughs> yeah, that was the first thing. And I was like, oh, great. Thanks a lot. And he's like, no, 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 no. It's all good. It means you're strong. <laughs> I was like, okay, Yeah, it, sure. <laughs> it means that your ancestors banged with a bunch of cavemen. <laughs> So right away, I'm like, okay, buddy, that's great. And then uh, I have small ears, which he said um, was very common in um, prisoners that would be the most mischievous. They call them rat ears or something like that. So apparently okay. I have small rat ears. I forget what he pointed out about my lips, but he also ended up saying that everybody had the same lips, which is totally not true. Like my lips are much larger than everybody else in that group. And I was like, okay, you're on something, but whatever. Oh, what a God. creeper. <laughs> it, honestly, like he was a creepy looking dude but you know is entertaining i think he said i had a perfect nose which is nice i do like my nose but yeah it was just a bunch of like general characteristics about your face based on you know what your nose looks like and like you said it's kind of you know historically speaking based on racism <laughs> yes there's no like you can make generalizations about like well this group of people that's you know, prone to doing this has this feature in their face, but it's it's a bunch of uh, pseudoscience and you can't really prove it. But it was entertaining. How ironic that he used to be a cop or he claims to have used yeah, to be a cop. Yeah, I just drive the point a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try to like rope these in. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that was that. Like, but the, you know, I can kind of get into that a little bit more because... I don't know. It, it's not scientifically based and you can't prove it at all, but at least there's like generalizations that you can kind of rope people in, which a lot of pseudoscience does like, you know, you think of like MBTI, that's a bunch of generalizations, but like you can kind of take something from it and, you know, have some perspective about your life, but it's not based on science, really. You can't prove anything. Yeah, but I, I'd say the Myers-Briggs uh, test is kind of, I mean, j just like hor horoscope. It's more. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> like, like astrology. <laughs> exactly. It was kind of helpful. Like I am an INTJ and it was kind of helpful to like think about myself a little bit in depth and put a little bit more perspective on my life and change things or whatever. But yeah, I ended up getting into a group of INTJs and they were the most pretentious people. And that's when I started realizing like this is so much like astrology and you guys are full of shit. <laughs> I think whatever group you went into, you'd find pretentious people because pretentious people actually gravitate to the Myers-Briggs test. Yes, but the INTJ is probably like the most pretentious of the groups because <laughs> we're, we are like touted as being like, we want intelligent conversations. We have no time for small talk and all that stuff. So it's a bunch of people who probably aren't as smart as they like want to think that they are. <laughs> just like trying to push Myers-Briggs as though it's like this great science. It was just silly. I had to leave. It was funny for a bit. And I was like, you guys are the worst right now. Yeah. So anyways, but yeah, that, that was that with him. And then his wife already, she was, she looked like she was shaken up. Like she wasn't sure of herself. So I was like, all right, this is going to be fun. So we do the tea leaf reading. Have you ever done a tea leaf reading? No, because that's not a thing here. Here people. Are, no, eh? So we here drink black coffee that has that. <laughs> it doesn't have tea leaves. It has that, you know, I, I don't know what it's called. That black tar at the bottom of the cup. So just like coffee grinds that have not been. Yeah. Yes, and, Ooh, and that's that's what people use for divination here. Oh, okay. Well, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I, you, I, like I don't more. know if you do that with tea leaves, but essentially how we do it here, once the coffee is uh, drunk and that black tar is at the bottom of the cup, you yeah. flip the cup upside down, yeah. do it like that for like five minutes or something, and then yeah. look into... You have many more shapes than with tea leaves. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So it works the same, same way with the tea leaf reading, but I mm -hmm. would have much more enjoyed coffee because I hate tea. But yeah... 
right away, I was like, okay, this is kind of cute. I saw it in like the movie Coraline. I was like, oh, that's interesting. So right away, she's just looking like, oh, it looks, it looks like snow. And I'm like, yeah, that's little bits on a cup. Like that's going to look like snow or things falling. She's like, that, uh, that might mean that like something is coming your way. And I was like, yeah, that's life, but whatever. And she's like, look over here. There's like, there's like a bear shape. I, mm-hmm. I don't know, like a big bear shape coming your way. Again, the snow and just, just like kept going back to this like snow thing. I think that means that you're Canadian. <laughs> well, I was like, I don't know, like um, something's ca- I'm moving in with. I felt like I was helping her out to like find things. And I guess that's kind of the point, but I felt yeah, like I was doing reading. more work. Yeah, exactly. It's like I she totally gave me the impression like I am totally going to give you every answer and I might as well just do this myself. Like I'm expecting her to like say a lot more and not me answering every question. But you know, she, she saw snow and you're in Canada and <laughs> it's called cold reading. So... <laughs> Mm-hmm. So that was it. And uh, I just answered her question. I'm like, well, snow, something's coming your way. I'm like, well, I'm moving in with my boyfriend who looks like a giant teddy bear. So there's that. <laughs> sure. Let me answer this question for you. I forget what the other things were, but I think, oh, she had this obsession with telling me that there was a baby coming. And I, I just had to repeat yeah. to her like 10 times. I'm like, no, that's not going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> so I think whenever the snow came, she's like, maybe a baby soon. I'm like, no, stop it. That's not going to happen. Like not uh. even close. And then we did the tarot reading, which like I said, I, I used to have a tarot deck. My friend has one. We just do it for fun. And it's kind of, I don't know, somewhat helpful for introspection in your life to maybe think about. This is what like I believe all these things are for. Like there's no, there's nothing scientific about it. But if it makes you think about your life in a certain way, mm-hmm. then great. I already had an episode with a tarot reader who does exactly the same. She claims to be yeah. a medium, but not a psychic medium. It's not for fortune telling, but rather playing with archety- archetypes and creating a story or a narrative that yeah. may help you. Yeah, like I- I'm cool with that. If that's like your goal with tarot reading, it can be helpful. Maybe you think you reflect on your life a little bit more based on the cards. But again, it was, uh, she pulled four cards. I forget what they were. Uh, I think I got the death card, which was fun, or the tower, whichever one. Wow. Wow. <laughs> the worst one. The worst one, but it's also like new beginnings. So like, that's fine. Uh, is the tower new beginnings? <laughs> I think the tower is oh, destruction. That's... <laughs> yeah. Isn't the death card is like, a, you're going to be ending something and then uh, a new beginning. Usually people are like afraid of the death card, but the tower oh, yeah, card yeah. is the worst one. Tower, yeah. What is the, t- uh, the tower card again? I think the tower card is like a destruction or something falling apart. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. But then you rebuild the tower. You always got to give like a positive little spin on their things. Imagine if mm. you did tarot reading and they were like, well, your life's going to fall apart. You can't do anything about it. All right. That'll be $60. You can leave now. I mean, that that's a perfect, <laughs> that's a perfect strategy. Like yeah. convince the person that they have nothing to lose so they can give you all their money. Mm-hmm. Here's my other service. If you come here, I can help you with your life. Maybe we'll do another tarot card reading. Check in your life one more time. Maybe that tower card won't pop up this time. <sighs> but yeah, uh, every card, I forget exactly what the card cards were it was i did have the death one which is exciting i like when negative cards come up and every card was just like maybe a baby or you know maybe a baby coming soon i'm like oh my god lady like stop with your baby shit like it's wow. not gonna happen yeah it's like is it just because i'm a girl here probably but like and you're like old and old school but it was just ridiculous like there was nothing she was saying that was like relevant to anything like not even like a better guess apart from like you're gonna have a baby soon i was like this is absolute garbage and at the end of all this i paid 60 dollars, which was a total waste of my money. My friend said it was going to be cheaper. So what did your friends think of the whole experience? We all sat there and we were like, you know what, for like the handwriting analysis and the uh, face thing, it was kind of interesting. But at the end, 
the day we're like, yeah, that was a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> so you had essentially paid to be racially profiled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then to have a woman be pretty sexist towards you and assume that you want a child. Absolutely. That was my mediumship experience. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> and this is why I'm a skeptic. <laughs> I've had a more fun time getting tarot card reading at like a Halloween fair. <laughs> uh, Did you ever play with a Ouija board? No, no. Would you play with one? I would actually. Okay, because I had a guest on my show who spawned a de not a demon man. <laughs> I remember you told me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah a ghost uh, via yeah. Ouija board, and she's still haunted to this day. Amazing. Is she getting along better with the ghost? Or yeah, it's more like a tricksterish ghost now. Oh, that's fun. Mm -hmm. I'd be cool with that. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be okay living with that. Honestly, just like don't throw things at me, don't destroy my stuff. But like, I don't know, if you move the salt shaker to a random area in my kitchen, or like put the salt shaker in the bedroom, then it's gonna make me laugh every day. That's fun. Maybe I should play with a Ouija board and find out. <laughs> I'm thinking, uh, do Canadian. Canadians experience Ouija boards different than Americans. No, because I think I, we're... I know it's a pretty American thing, the Ouija board. Is it? Yeah. No, I, I don't really know where it comes from. It was invented in America as a toy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> People really believe that it's going to bring spook spooky things? It's about focusing your intent, so... I guess so. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know that too Ouija board, especially now that you told me it was invented as a toy. Now I'm just totally skeptical of it. But you know, I guess I have to go buy one, do one in the dark. I remember doing the Bloody Mary thing in the mirror when I was younger, but that didn't work. <laughs> Obviously, do you know that? <laughs> I know that. I know that. <laughs> oh, I see that pretty much just as a Ouija board. Like I can't do the Bloody Mary thing in the mirror. What's the wooden board gonna do, really? <laughs> so, um, you also told me before we were recording that you bought some rocks. Yes, and I'm like, what rocks? Is it meth? <laughs> Uh, no, I don't go that hard. <laughs> I should have brought them up and then I can name them all to you. So, okay, I don't buy rocks for like their crystal healing and that. I just buy rocks because they're pretty. And uh, when I was a kid, I would just pick up rocks all the time. But you mostly just pick up some like really lame quartz. So there was this big rock convention. So many rocks. I was so excited. Imagine somebody sees a flyer for a rock convention and they're like, hell yeah, dude, hard rock. <laughs> <laughs> they go there and it's just fucking rocks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That'd be great. But then, you know, I, I, I preferred, I was so excited. I was like a kid in a rock store. I was going to say candy store, but I'm more excited about a rock store. Yeah, I, I collected rocks since I was a kid. My like dream is to have a little display case of a bunch of rocks and fossils. I picked up a meteor, which is what I went there for, a little piece of meteor. Okay, and how, how the hell do you know that it's a meteor? I don't know. I don't know. It says on the thing that it's a meteor, but I, wow. I believe it. I okay, do believe how, it. How is that different from, say, believing a medium? <laughs> I think you can prove it somehow. If I really, really was skeptical about this little piece of meteor, I could bring it to a museum and have somebody test it. Okay, so, so I, I can remember, get it. <laughs> I remember when I was eight years old in Canada, I bought yes. some kind of uh, children's science magazine, whatnot, and it had a mm. little baggie, like the small ones for cocaine. But instead of <laughs> cocaine, which would have been, which would have been a much more valuable rock, mm -hmm. it was uh, mm -hmm. a tiny rock, and the magazine said it's a piece of meteor. And I'm okay. like, you're mm. giving this away to children? 
You, yeah, exactly. There is there is your thing. It came from a magazine. I yes. wouldn't trust it from a magazine. I do trust it from a seller that's selling a bunch of like little fossils and different rocks, which is like their specialty. Now, you're right. Maybe it is a bunch of bullshit and I don't have a little piece of meteor, but at least I can go to, I don't know, a lab somewhere. It's going to be more difficult than I explain it, but I can get it tested to see mm-hmm. if it is actually a meteor. With mediumship, there's no way of proving it. Yeah. So there. always meteor ship <laughs> above meteor mediumship. Sh- <laughs> yes, exactly. Now the other rocks, because I do understand, like I, I look for rocks that are more naturally occurring because you can make like lab grown ones. I don't really like that. Um, so that's what I look for. But I got a little piece of titanium, a little piece of bismuth. The bismuth is so cool. Um, I got a desert rose, some aragonite, and there's two other ones. I have to double check what I got. But yeah, they're dope. Uh, they're being added to my collection. Collections getting bigger. My childhood dreams are being fulfilled. Mm. And I kind of want to go to that um, convention tomorrow as well, but I already spent like childhood dreams of fucking rocks i know it sounds so simple but it just makes me so happy horses and rocks that's all i need in my life to be happy i think that's very interesting because we know people nowadays like to buy crystals for yeah, new yeah, age yeah. bullshit reasons and you're like oh gosh i love this no. shit without the new age bullshit <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Like, I don't believe in like the healing powers of crystals. Like, you, know, you see those water bottles and you can like put your crystals in there and it like infuses into your water. Like, that's a bunch of bullshit to me. I just like the way they look. They're really cool. Just to see how like, I don't know, nature creates these beautiful little structures of rocks and they're pretty and they're shiny. The piece of titanium is like rainbowy. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And the way bis- the way the bismuth grows, it's like this cool little pyramid structure. It's it's super cool looking. And it's also very like rainbowy and beautiful. A desert rose. I don't know if you've ever seen a desert rose but that's really cute uh, do you have any fossils in your collection um uh, no i don't and there were some there i just didn't pick them up but i almost got dino poop <laughs> but i know exactly what, what you're you... thinking how do we know if, it, if it's dino poop but no, like no, I'm, just no, I'm actually thinking it. of something else <laughs> i'm thinking would you put that in your water bottle <laughs> Maybe there's some ancient minerals and vitamins in there. You never know. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But no, I went in there for a piece of meteorite, which I hope is real. I'm going to not listen to you and your skepticism on my meteorite. Okay, and how, how do you know? <laughs> did you ever watch Joe Dirt, the movie? Um, I've seen parts of it, but I haven't seen it entirely. Okay, now. so in the movie, there's the scene where he finds a giant meteor or something, and he's wheelbarrow, <laughs> not wheelbarrow, what? Wheelbarrowing it back? <laughs> no, it's not a wheelbarrow. Oh, I can't remember. It has four wheels. Oh, uh, a wagon. Okay, like a he's wagoning wagon. it around town <laughs> and stuff like that until yeah. somebody points out that it's a piece of shit. And there's the scene <laughs> where he puts ketchup on it and he's dipping his french fries on it. Ew, <laughs> yeah. it's just a big piece of turd. Oh, yeah, that's a big piece of turd. Oh, I remember <laughs> in uh, elementary school, my science teacher had a fossilized piece of poop and I was like fascinated by it as well. I think that fossilized piece of poop is why I like rocks and fossils so much now. <laughs> Wow. It's my elementary school science teacher who wanted me to be some kind of a scientist. I'm, I disappointed her greatly, though. <laughs> I mean, you're a baker and that is kind of a science. I guess that's science Yeah, it makes me think of that Magic School Bus episode where they're in the bakery. That was my favorite one growing up. I always liked the ones where they, without any consent, enter a child's body. <laughs> <laughs> and they have so many of those. They've gone into Ralphie. They've gone into Arnold. Arnold was because he ate too many of those cheesy puff things. And yes. He was, he was orange. <laughs> Let's get into his butt. Uh. <laughs> Did they? Oh, they never went that deep, though. They never went into the butt. Imagine if they did. That'd be too awkward. All the kids would be like, hee, hee, hee. I think there was a scene on the butt. I, I can remember a sphincter, an animated yes. sphincter. 
But was no, that was a sphincter in the stomach though, uh, like the bottom one, and then they stopped there. Or did they go in the? I we gotta rewatch Magic School Bus now. Wow. Oh, I love that show so much. Back in in the innocent days when when you thought <laughs> <laughs> when you thought that that would not be questionable at all. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. But then we become adults and we're like, ew, to everything. It's like we're more immature than now <laughs> than back then. We were just blissfully innocent. Yeah, because if you remember, like when, when we were children, there were even in school schools books like. Uh, science of pooping and burping and shit like that i have never read a book called the science of pooping <laughs> okay did you have any like uh, magic school bus uh, edutainment games for the computer or something similar to that maybe similar yeah yeah, yeah. but there were ones uh, there was one called grossology which was <sighs> all about pooping and peeing and burping and stuff like that but the science of it oh i wish that we had that that would have been so fun and i remember when i was a kid i was in chapters i don't know if that's still a thing in yep. canada yep. okay and i saw a book called everything poops and it's about <laughs> it's about animals and their pooping habits yeah that's great well because it's super interesting too how i'm still like amazed that goats poop in little pellets like little okay do, pellets. do you know that wombats poop uh, and cubes cubes yes cubes. Yes. like how how does that happen i don't really want to look too hard into that but i kind of do okay we need to go into horses now so oh. <laughs> is it true that when a baby horse is born that it eats its mother's own poop I've never seen that happen personally, but I've heard about that. Um, okay. That is not my area of expertise. I've never really been there when a horse was born. So I can't really answer that question whether it's true or not. Okay. Th th I mean, that's because you are a, a fanboy of a fangirl of stallions. So obviously <laughs> you're not going to be witnessing any births. Stallions. <laughs> But uh, yeah. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, the baby eats the mother's poop so the baby can gain the gut flora necessary so it can digest all the grass and stuff like that. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. I thought you could just get that from drinking the milk. Like I've, I've been there like maybe a day or two after a foal has been born, but they're usually just sleeping and drinking milk. Like I, I don't know if the whole poop thing is actually true. Huh. I like how usually uh, my shows devolve into talks about poop. I like that too. But also with you, it always de devolves into talk about horses. This, this was your fault this time. I mentioned it <laughs> earlier for the handwriting analysis thing, but like this is your this was your fault. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I've definitely seen grown horses eat poop, and that's weird. But also younger horses, mostly younger horses too. I remember there was one horse at one barn I was at that was bad for eating poop, actually. And this must have been like maybe a two-year-old horse. Hmm. So, but uh, no, I don't see it very often in like grown horses. I see a lot of dogs eating the horse poop, but not other horses. <laughs> 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 like, I just find that funny because horses are, are, you know, eating grass and stuff like that. So yeah, no, they love it. What does the dog have from horse poop? I don't know. Just I don't know. Maybe they need some grass in their diet, but they're just like too cool for school to actually go eat the grass on a normal basis. Or it's like our eating grass itself is just too hard on their stomach; they can't break it down, so it's easier for them to eat it. Eat poop which is already broken down in there. Maybe that's it. Maybe they're looking for that kind of nutrients, but they can't get it because their little stomachs can't handle eating grass. Oh, do, do you know of the stories of deer eating human bodies dumped in the forest? I feel like I've heard it from you because this is where I hear all those weird things. Yeah. Yeah, I think I mentioned it in the episode we did about a horse's eating meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, it, if, if it's animals eating humans, like it probably definitely came from you. <laughs> 
<laughs> I get all my weird biology stuff from you. <laughs> but yes, deer is eating humans. I, like, what kind of nutrients are they craving for? Uh, they're craving, I think, calcium because the bones and, you know, human bones and, and corpses. Okay, so it's more that calcium. they'd be, well, the bones specifically or like the corpse in general? Uh, the bones. They dig okay. through the corpse to chew on the bones. Okay, yeah, I was going to say they don't seem like they'd want it like a human steak. They're probably just going for the bones. Okay, well, I mean, that makes sense. But then squirrels eat baby chicks. Sometimes. Yeah, well, you can't trust squirrels. I know people don't trust birds. I don't trust squirrels. They're squirrely things. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love how this episode is ending up. It's just... Uh... It was because the, me- yeah, yeah, the medium thing was interesting. But of course, like we called it, it was just a bunch of bullshit. It was an experience. And now we're talking about animals because Yeah, the, <laughs> the whole episode is about shit in some way. <laughs> <laughs> this is really a non-scripted fun episode where we talk about anything. Yes, uh, I, I need some of these because I'm I'm go. so tired. I recorded I those like 20 episodes in a two week period, and now I'm back to work being fucked. Uh, uh, you know, I appreciate it that it's like this too, because like I don't do a lot of research. I don't have like vast knowledge on things, but you know, little tidbits of information that's fun. <laughs> we said like once maybe we'll cover the dodo, and I'm like, I, I oh, saw yeah. the I saw the audio book, and it's like 11 hours, and I'm like, damn, I'll never oh. do this episode. Oh, I'd have to. I think. I did write it down somewhere. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, you don't need to have like 11 hours of dodo birds, but. But see, I never knew you were interested in coprolites, so we should probably do an episode about that. Yeah. <laughs> the only cool thing about coprolites that I know is because for my old show, I did an episode on Arthropleura, which is a prehistoric millipede, the je- mo- largest millipede that ever existed. Oh. And we yeah. have a lot of its coprolites. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, how does somebody determine that, you know, a rock is, okay, how do you determine it's a piece of poop? But then how do you determine it's a piece of poop from a giant millipede that existed before the, the dinosaurs? See, I find that's a better question for sure. Because I I guess, I mean, to an average person, how do you determine if it's a piece of poop? But I'm sure like they look for certain things in there to be like, yes, this is poop and not something else. But oh yeah, yeah w- with the coprolites of this millipede, they found fragments of fern leaves inside. Yeah, I guess you go, okay, what do you find okay it makes sense okay but, but you know what's the interesting thing so you would say okay it was a plant eater because you're finding uh, bits of ferns inside this fossilized poop mm-hmm. but then the scientist said oh no the uh, the leaf bits in this coprolite are not from the poop but are from the flooding of the water that flooded over the poop uh, yeah but like how would it get to the very inside of that poop ah. it, that would that would make sense if like it was on the outer end of the poop but like on the very very inside of it like it's not going to seep in that much maybe it will but it's yeah the poop gets all soft and then you can get into it and then it hardens over time Also, uh, you know how in the Ediacaran period, everything was soft-bodied. So most of the fossils we have are negative impressions of the bo- soft bodies of these organisms. Yes. So some kind of minerals would accumulate over their bodies and uh, harden into a death mask. And then the soft body, you know, decays yeah. and you are left with an imprint. Yes. Just like if you imprint your fist into Play-Doh and then you now have a negative of your fist. So maybe there are not necessarily coprolites, but imprints of coprolites, imprints of poop somewhere out there. Yeah, that almost makes more sense. Yeah, but then the poop wouldn't be, uh, I guess with like the mud over time and everything hardens up, then that would make sense. They fill it up. But then you'd have to fill it up. How do fossils work? Yeah, it's the imprint and then they fill it up unless it's like... Oh, it does not always need to be filled up. Sometimes it's just an imprint into into stone. Uh, I, when I, when I, 
I was working as a biology teacher, my student brought me, it, it looked like a shell, a seashell, yeah. but it was, uh, I can't remember which type of rock, but it, it was a white rock, essentially. Yeah, in the yeah, form. Yeah. yeah. So it's essentially an imprint, a fossil imprint of a seashell mm -hmm. that filled up with the rock. Yeah, but with the poop, it's like a solid object. So it has to be the full poop that is hardened over time and fossilized over time. I don't know that like a poop would be hard enough to really do like a nice you know imprint you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it has to be like an actual poop wow. <laughs> hardened over time i don't know maybe they poop differently back then and it just hardens up better I've never seen a fossilized like human poop so i don't know it must work all differently i think there's some kind of giant uh turds <laughs> that, that's fossilized from the human record you can find it online it's very that's famous <laughs> oh they've made a south park episode about that yes <laughs> That's funny. I'm trying to look up this human poop. Human fossilized poop. Human? What are we recording now? I don't know. This is your podcast, Book. Whatever <laughs> whatever it goes, I guess. <laughs> or we're just having a conversation. You don't post this at all. It's up to you, man. I, I'm going to post this. Oh. Fossilized poop. Now we're talking about rocks. and. You know what's funny? So I don't know when this is going to come out, but I like have a few episodes now with PhDs, you know? And yeah. then when I put those episodes out there, fan bases or whatever will be, you know, monitoring my show. Maybe. Probably. Probably not. But um, if like the PhD crowd starts listening to my show and end up listening to this. <laughs> I think it'd be super fun. I'm sure they would laugh. Like you'd have to be real stuck up to not like laugh at a bunch of people just like making funny hypotheses on these things. Okay. I want you to tell me about the uh, monster dough from work that you showed me once on video. The monster dough? Mm-hmm. It's like some dough that was left for a few weeks or something and it was all bubbly and for fermenting on its own. Oh, our mother leaven. That's what I sent you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So our leaven to make uh, to make dough. It's just, it's the, the fermented, basically if you want to make a sourdough ferment, it's uh, just flour. We use white flour and whole wheat flour and equal parts of water and it becomes like the, I don't know, thicker than a pancake batter but not too much thicker than that. And you let that ferment for at least six weeks to start off and then you can use it for your dough so it just forms like this beautiful bacterial culture which helps ferment your dough and rise just like you would yeast but it's not yeast because there's no yeast in this leaven but it works kind of the same way and it's going to have more of that soury deeper old world bread flavor okay. now our leaven he gets replenished every day so we dump half of them out and then we refill with the same amount of like flour and water he's eight years old now and <laughs> the oldest leaven is like way over a hundred years old wow so you, you can keep on with this leaven this beautiful old soul of just flour and water and beautiful bacteria and you keep that pretty much indefinitely as long as you take care of it and we name ours stan i like to call him stanley and we treat him like a human being i like to scare everybody who starts working there and be like if you drop stan if anything happens like we are all fired because that is the base of all of our dough so <laughs> i can imagine yeah. a goosebumps book existing of just <laughs> Well, yeah, because dough. he's alive. Like every t I've been working there for like, oh no, Stanley's Stan is 10 years old now. I've been working there for eight years. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it still amazes me. Like you feed him and three hours later, he's just he's like beautiful bubbly mess. And we like to just say that he's digesting okay. because it's that. It's just like all the air comes out and he's just like farting and stuff, all bubbles at the, the top. So this is the same 
culture being kind of uh, farmed over and over through yeah. a whole decade. Yes. And what's funny is we all have found that he'll smell a little different depending on who has mixed him because you're mixing him by hand. So you get some of your bacteria in there. And I know so many, so many people are gonna be like, "Yeah, that's disgusting, but we wash our hands thoroughly and then we get it in there. Okay. But what if you introduce some kind of mutant strain and then I don't know, the dough comes to life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it already is alive, but I mean, it's, it's alive. Sprouts. But it's alive. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. That would be cool, though, if I just like got into work one day and Stan's just like melting from his little cabinet. He has his own little cabinet and he's just like, Bleh! that'd be great. <laughs> but I don't think that's going to happen. Sometimes he like overfills the bucket, but that's all our fault. Put too much in there. Um, okay. And what, yeah, what do you do the, then? Oh, we just clean him up like a baby who's just thrown up, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a new bucket. Don't fill him too much next time, especially during the summer where, you know, it's super hot. So it likes the heat and it just activates. It's a lot faster. So if we put too much, he'll overfill in the bucket. But yeah, it's just like cleaning up after a kid who's like pooped himself or has vomited all over. Okay, the place. and people eat this uh, bacterial oh, yeah. culture that's a decade old. Uh, yeah, but I mean, remember, like he's fed every day, so he's technically replenished. But it's kind of like the same bacterial culture that's just going and going. Yeah, yeah, the, the cells are dividing and dividing, and it's been going on and on for exactly a decade. for a decade, and sometimes way more than that. Like I said, the oldest one is well over 100 years old mm -hmm. um, they keep using it but you can use that straight up starter we have done it but what we actually do is we take the mother leaven we take about a cup of that or depending on the amount of leaven we're going to make that day so then you have your fresh fresh flour some water and then a cup of the mother leaven and then that in itself just that small amount will create like another beautiful leaven that we use for the dough so it's not as sharp tasting mm -hmm. if you use like that straight mother leaven then it just like has too much of a soury and sharp tasting thing that you don't necessarily want the bread but you can absolutely use it straight up and this is considered normal <laughs> Totally. This it's yeah. it's old world bread. Like that's how they did it before they were able to like cultivate yeast, right? Huh. Yeah. I, I'm amazed by this. It, it, wow. That sounds so fascinating to me. Hey, I've taught you something amazing. It's like those uh, ba not bacterial cultures, but cell cultures that uh, the whole medical community uses to you know test products or whatnot. It originates yeah. from the same person like a few decades ago. Yeah, it's cool. Eh? You just keep growing that bacteria. Yeah, yeah. The science behind food is super cool and super gross at the same time but <laughs> it is what it is because before like we would have discovered this bacterial culture for leaven i'm assuming it was just all flat bread so you have no leavening agent you just have this very flat dense bread which we can we still make to this day yeah i don't know what happened in between but i'm assuming leaven came before we were able to cultivate straight yeast okay but is that maybe why let's say pita's tortillas are more prevalent in you know south america mexico that, that kind of stuff because maybe mesoamericans did not have a way of yep, fermenting yeah yep, that would make sense huh but I, I find it fascinating how how somebody discovered this. Like, yeah, I how know, did somebody <laughs> see a bunch of wheat and think, you know what? I'm going to grind this up and then I'm going to mix it with water and then I'm going to make this gooey paste. It's funny you ask that because my coworker asked that this week about a recipe. She's like, I wonder how they made this up. And I'm like, probably an accident. Hmm. You know, yeah, I'm thinking I, uh, like uh, food uh, back then like, yeah. was so, so god awful to eat that people needed to be creative. Yeah. yeah. Or like I really just assume it was just all by accident. 
like, oh, what's this thing? I don't know. I'd have to look into that, like uh, the real history of bread making. Huh. Um, Because, yeah, who would think like I'm just going to or maybe that was it. They just mixed. They had some like water and flour mixture and somebody forgot about it and like, whoa, what is this? And then they put that to the bread. And Yeah, but in order to have flour, you need to have a fucking oh. mill. Yeah. Well, stones. So they Okay, but, but think about this. Then people were eating bread for, I don't know, a whole century or something with uh, tiny molecular pieces of stone within the flour mm, crunchy <laughs> it's like cement <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's uh, like their flatbread was like cement just like very dense disgusting thing before the uh, discovery of leavening agents you can also use ammonia as a leavening agent by the way that's what they use for crackers oh yeah because ammonia uh, evaporates very easily yeah, yeah yeah they use that for crackers so it gives like a little bit of airiness but not too too much like a regular bread would hmm. and you don't need much gluten development even yeast alone is we use active dry yeast and that active dry yeast is good if you want to make bread like quickly the leaven leavening breads that need the leaven take like two to three days to make yeah um, so it's a slow rising uh, it's a slow rising bread versus if you use the yeast you can do it in a couple of hours and you're good to go uh, do you, you know that yeast is a type of fungus and yes. they are immobile they can't move yes. on their own so do you know how they are transported <laughs> No, I want to know. Via flies, because flies ah! uh, eat yeast, but they get covered in yeast, and wherever they land, they take a whole culture of yeast to an- another place, and that's how yeast spreads around. Gross. I'm glad mm. we found a better way for food. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, yeah, sometimes we've got the flies in the bakery and I have to tell them to shoo off, but they always go to the bread and I'm like, please get off. So maybe that's why they just like the yeast. Ah, huh, gross. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, we went full circle back to shit because we're talking about flies now. <laughs> yes, amazing. <laughs> okay, let's keep this short. Um, uh, yeah. Can you tell the listeners where where they can find you to harass you? <laughs> For about really about anything shit. at this point you want to talk about mediumship you want to talk about ghosts you want to talk about horses you want to talk about rocks or fossilized poop come to me whatever it doesn't matter <laughs> i like these random conversations i am he's my sassafras on instagram that's pretty much all you can find me it's where yes. you can find me that's pretty much it well thank you thank you for doing this um thank you that was very i was like i did not feel like recording any type of episode today and th- this that's is fine. nice yeah, I'm yeah. liking this. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's funny to me that we had this big plan for like the mediumship experience and that was maybe five minutes. Yeah, nobody cares about that. About, no, because we all know it's just a bunch of hooey. I mean, it, and I've said this before and you're like, well, it's not totally hooey, but you know, mm-hmm. people people that I went to go see, that's a bunch of hooey. It's a bunch of people just like wanting to take your money. So honestly, like don't don't fall for it. It might be interesting, but don't spend sixty dollars on that. It was not worth my money. <laughs> yeah, listeners, if you want somebody to look at your face and tell you how ugly you are, I can do that for free. <laughs> <laughs> Neanderthal your eyebrows are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> how you're a sensitive person but you're also strong don't worry oh yeah uh, that, that yeah. you have m- m- convict mice ears or whatever yes that's right yeah, yeah i'm sneaky mm-hmm. anyways take that 60 dollars, go to a rock convention show and go buy some pretty rocks instead that's way more worth your money or they can just <laughs> go to a rock concert or a rock concert but those tickets are usually more expensive oh mm. no that's not true i just bought some for like 30 dollars, so that's great anyways anyways well, Thank oh, you for having me for this. No problem. No problem. Th- this was fun. I, I can just uh, <laughs> hang around with you and make these uh, cool episodes. Silly but little episodes. I'm yeah. thinking we should totally dedicate a whole episode to just, I don't know, rock poop. Rock poop. I could. <laughs> yeah. 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 Try to look up all the different types of rock poop. I found the human one. It's really big. It's huge. 
<laughs> I think it was 14,000 years old. I'm Fortunately, just, uh, it was not that hard when it came out. <laughs> I hope not, because that, I, the poor soul that pooped that one out. <laughs> <laughs> Only a Neanderthal could do it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, Your own ancestors. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, alrighty then. Okay. Thank you for having me for this random conversation. <laughs> also, I w- wanted to say, like, uh, imagine yeah. that you were going to a seance where you'd be communicating with your ancestors. The ghost would say, "Ooga booga booga," or just you hear like <laughs> random sticks and stones banging together. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> like, ah, yes, that's my great 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 grandpa. That's right. <laughs> maybe one of your rocks is actually the poop of your great great grandpa. Oh my gosh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I'm getting a fossilized poop next time. Yes. I yes. have to now. <laughs> uh, see, that's uh, the oh, point of my show. I, I chat with people and then I inspire them and send them on their way uh, so they can, you know, become changed people. Yes. Now I'm changing well, your life by uh, motivating you to go get <laughs> poop. <laughs> getting poop and also um, since like displaying my love for dodo birds, I've already uh, made, started the process of getting a dodo bird tattoo. So I'm excited. Oh, wow. Tattoo. Yeah. Okay. You're inspiring me to get a dodo bird tattoo, huh. buying fossilized poop. Very nice. You're doing some good work for the world. Yes. <laughs> yes. Your your next quest is to obtain fossilized dodo poop. Oh, my God. Don't even that would be amazing. <laughs> Take all okay. my money. We're ending it here until we give uh, people more. Uh, ah, I can't even speak. More today. stuff. That's okay. Yeah, more stuff to ponder over. Yep, sounds good. Uh. <laughs>